while this is still recording, I'm not hearing background noise of rain hitting a little tin outside because it's just like, do, 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 do. Just leave me alone, rain. Oh, yeah, exactly. Good thing it's not raining because if it would be raining, you would not hear me, you would hear rain. Oh, <laughs> that is uh, that's going to be an awful one. Anyway, we should be fine. It might add some might add some um, atmosphere to the to the podcast, or or it'll rain it out. Anyway, let's uh, let's get on with it. This is the Immaterial Gamers Podcast episode. Da-da-da-dum. Hey, da-da-da-dum. ah, thank you. Uh, episode number nineteen. It is uh, you know. It's getting nice and old. Da-da-da-dum. Nineteen. <laughs> yeah, the week twenty-one. Do we determine that that is able to drink beer, or is it? You know, is that legal because it's still very, very underage? Well, we're getting somewhere with it. Yeah, it's it's, uh, cons- it's consistent. It's regular. Yeah, regular, like a bowel movement. So, guys, if you don't remember me, my name is Darius. <laughs> I am the. Yes. I am the vampire one guy. Well, they started calling me vampire. I don't know why. Uh, I think it was because you were playing vampire. Yeah, because for real without the game, which I never finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I am Ryan. I'm not him again. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just us. Just us. This week. Which, you know, probably works out a little bit better because we want this podcast to probably not last three and a half hours. Because um, this week we're trying something a little different. This is recorded on the 9th of December 2018. This is the week with two, in my opinion at least, the two biggest sort of announcement bits of the year. Because no one cares about E3 anymore. Um, so this week we had... Uh, Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards by Jeff Keighley, presented by Jeff Keighley. And uh, we had the Kinda Funny Showcase. Two different ways of celebrating games medium. Uh, One in the big corporate-ish setting, but looking at sort of, you know, hype and games as a whole. And the other, from a bunch of ex-games media journalists just looking at uh, enthusiasm of games, big or small, and in the showcase at least, was generally small. So, we're doing a little bit of an experiment this week. Probably going to look at these two big events. I mean, we can very, very briefly talk about a game that we played this week, just to keep it natural. So, uh, we can can do that very quickly. Uh, So, Darius... Uh, I believe you talked about it. You were looking at a board game that you got. I saw the Discord. I saw all the pieces. Yeah, well... Because I was off the grid for two weeks. I've played almost nothing. Yeah. Uh, however, on Wednesday last week, I've picked up my board game, which I back, back it up on the Kickstarter. Uh, and because it might be possibility to play this game in, well... Me probably with you, Ryan, and mm. Stefan next week. It is possible. I'll have to see what's yeah. What's uh, going on. So I was I was determined to learn the lo- the rules and see how to play the game. Basically, just you know, just to have a feel of it, so we don't spend six hours reading the <laughs> the rule book. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be a little bit different to Splendor, which could be picked oh, yes, up by an de- amoeba. Definitely. So. definitely. It's kind of heavy game, however, not as heavy 
Well, as it depends. I think it's a little bit more complicated than, than Gloomhaven. Oh, yeah. However, it's it's definitely smaller in the scope. Because right, okay. Gloomhaven is supposed to like have hundreds of scenarios to get somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where this one, this one is like literally a single game to get uh. the full experience of it. So, uh, Nemesis uh, is a board game um, by Awaken Realms. Mm. Um, it's literally pe- taking a pe- big chunks from movies like Aliens. Mm. Because the whole concept of the game is you are on the spaceship, you and your crew. Okay. You waking up, you finding one of your crew members dead already. Oh, that's uh, always a good start. Yeah. Well, it gets only worse. <laughs> and you don't have a memory of the ship, so only the only thing which you remember is where the engines are and where is the cockpit. And that's it. The rest of the rooms you have to kind of explore as a new. Right. So, in turns, you wandering around by discarding cards. The cards are actions. Um, So you're moving from one room to another. Uh, Every single time when you're entering the new room, you reveal that room. Mm. And then you're rolling a noise die to perform a noise check. Right. Uh, so then you're putting a yellow marker depending on what result it is on in the corridors so let's say you are in the room uh, there are three corridors in that room and whatever the number you have you have to put a yellow marker on it so okay. that on, uh, and then if for example there are there are yellow markers already in that corridor that means you will encounter an alien and they hurt yeah they do hurt is how to kill them um but the the main the main the main the main concept, concept i would yeah. say the main aim of the game is that every single player has a different objective oh okay so, so they're not always necessarily working to the same goal then no and there's also something which we call like post i i, I like to call it a post credit scene which I will mm. get to it in the minute. Uh, so okay. everyone have a different, different, different um, scenario, a different objective. For example, I have to uh, self-destruct the ship, so the alien aliens will not get anywhere. Okay, seems very alien one. Yeah, and for example, you have an order from the corporation which uh, employed us mm. to get back to Earth. Bring the step they one of the uh, specimens alive. Ah, for example. Uh, okay. So, so, and for example, Steph might have a uh, get to Mars uh, and destroy the nest. Right. Okay. So we have got three in that scenario. We would have three different goals. Yes. And every single one of them would collide with each other. Yes. And y- you don't know what other players have. <laughs> So you kind of have to. So it's kind of got this hidden identity. Yes, it's like concept semi, in it as it's, well. It's sort of like semi-cooperative because you have to cooperate to the certain degree. 
so mm. no one dies basically. Yeah. Uh, but right, then okay. the end scenario is completely different. So for example, one of us get into the cockpit. It uh, then you can reveal for yourself only a destination card where we go in. Huh. And you can change it to whatever you want without informing us what is on the card. <laughs> oh, to, this, this sounds very... This sounds like it could cause arguments. Uh, to get somewhere, we need... To get anywhere, we need two out of three working engines. Mm -hmm. Again, you're getting to the, for example, engine room. You're checking the status of the engine without saying to anyone. Huh. And then you can uh, you have like a repair slash damage card which you can discard, but no one of us will know whether you're repairing the engine or breaking it. Huh? Jeez, this is very sneaky and. It is. Oh, it is. Man, this, and this this sounds right on my street. And let's say let's say we kind of discussed that we're going back to Earth, right? Let's just mm. for the for the sake of the argument for the post podcast. We just discussed, yeah. we're going to the Earth, uh, no one of us is infected, the nest is destroyed. Okay. Okay, let's, that, that's fine. Uh, and then we have, like, uh, I would say, like, post-credit scene, because, mm. for example, during the fight with other aliens or in, on, in the ship, on the ship, uh, you're drawing uh, infection cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you don't know what they are until you either check yourself in laboratory or at the end of the game. Huh. So you, they they done it quite in the smart way. So you've got your infection card and there's like a red film, well, a, a cardboard, cardboard box where you can slide the card in with a hmm. red film on it, which kind of diffuse the red font on the card and just leaving the black one so you can see then if you are infected or not because right. if you because if you have just the card on its own you cannot read it literally you can't read it but when you slide it in into this reader scanner oh, uh, yeah. a word is revealed huh. so if it's infected well you have a small alien inside of you and for example you have to check four cards so it, it's enough if only one of them have infection. So, for example, you might fail the whole game because you died. Huh? You might, you might go to. Uh, we might because we we're gonna check uh, after that. We checking where we going, if we can go. So we have to reveal. Let's say engine first. Yes. Okay. Fine. The engines are working. Then we're revealing where we going. We're going to a bloody Mars. <laughs> uh, and then we're checking ourselves if we have the alien inside. So if you do have an alien inside, it's game over for you. No. So even if you set up the coordinates, everything, you've done ev all your objectives, still might fail because you've got alien inside of you. Oh, that's the worst. So yeah, that's kind of game. And also, the minis looks good, the miniatures. Mm. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Kickstarter page that was on there for it. Jesus Christ! I didn't realize it made that much. Fifty thousand was its goal. 
£3,080,833 was raised. Yeah. Ah, uh, wow. Well, and to be honest, that's what I get, I would say, is worth the price which I've paid for it. Mm. However, I got on half of the game. Right. Because of the stretch goals. Uh, one of the stretch goals, for example, was because we earn so much money, we're going to throw at you a free expansion. Ah, right. So, uh, the expansion. what the expansion does, it will change completely the behavior of the aliens. Okay. So, this one's you kind of fighting with noise tokens, so you're rolling for noise. And if it's too much noise, they're coming at you. The other ones, which I will receive later on next year, uh, have like a sanity. Mm. Insanity. Sanity, insanity rolls. So you basically you're going crazy. <laughs> uh, and also, there will be like um, aftermatch after expansion as well to it. So let's say we've played that game. We all died because one of us had the alien inside. Mm -hmm. Or maybe someone, one of us might survive. Uh, and then an additional ship is docking to our ship. And a new crew is boarding our ship, the Nemesis ship. And whatever happened in the first game stays like, like that. So if huh. you destroy the nest, the nest is destroyed. If you died, you died. Uh, if you right, survive, just... let's say you survive, and you, we, you, we can, the new crew can meet these people on the ship and getting extra bonuses, for example. So it's kind of very, it's kind of legacy light at that point, then. Yes, but after that, that's that's it. Yeah. However, there is like a campaign to this game as well. Mm. It's it's done by um, comic book. So right, you basically okay. you're reading the comics, you're placing a special markers on the board, and if something happens on these markers, that's when you have to flip uh, the comic to a certain page. Right. Okay. Which is I I've not tested, but the idea of it seems quite interesting to me. Mm. So yeah, that's what I was been doing for the past two three days, learning the rules. Uh, well, when we get round to playing that, because it's something that I do want to play, be it like uh, be it next week, be it sometime, yeah, then uh, yeah, that's that's definitely uh, right uh, right on my street. So cool. Um, me, I've just been playing older games, uh, going through my old humble bundle back catalog. Oh. Uh, been playing the. The Namco RPGs, the Tales of RPGs, particularly uh, Tales of Berseria, the uh, the action RPG with the female protagonist in the probably the first Tales game where you play as kind of the villains. Okay. Not um, so. It's kind of the story base is that you are the character Velvet, a sort of uh, outdoors woman who gets betrayed by her mentor who kills her own brother and turns her into a big demon demon to try and save the world um you come back after a three year prison stint to realize that he now basically controls the world in some form of misguided attempt at trying to you know destroy demons but nothing's ever simple in a tales game 
it's probably going to be that the villain doesn't actually know what they're doing. The heroes may be a bit more flawed than they need to be. Um, character design of it is pretty cool. Just wearing yeah, tattered clothing yeah. know, from being in prison for a while. Has a bandaged, bandaged left arm, which uh, can turn into a giant big beastie claw which absorbs demons' energy. Making it more stronger. Um, but uh, like all the other Tales games and every RPG, you get a ragtag group of weird companions involving some weird demon samurai swordsman who wants to repay his debt with you, yet will refuse to use the samurai sword you found for him. There's story reasons. Uh, a kid who looks awfully like your brother who died, but he's just some form of weird other race that was invisible to people until the events of the game. Um, a a pirate because you've always got to have a pirate why not um, some weird human girl with elvish ears who claims that she's a magician but currently can't seem to cast any magic without some weird cat or top hat wearing cat creature thing <laughs> um, other characters in the game involve an exorcist which is one of the, the supposed to be the good guys of the game but are actually the bad guys for reasons um, who gets a bit disillusioned with her own job and therefore helps you out and more I haven't quite got that far and I've played about 20 hours so far so um, yeah still a lot to go yet but uh, yeah enjoying it I like the old tales of games and the fact that they kind of each fight is kind of like a, a brawler or like a fighting game as opposed to turn based RPGs mm. and this is yet another one where if it was played on a console and you had a bunch of friends around, while the game is marketed as a single-player RPG, combat can be done multiplayer. Okay. Like, so your party of four, each player can control a party member. Um, this happened with the first one that a group of us played, which was Tales of Symphonia. It's just the, the, yeah, the idea of four people being able to play the game together while experiencing one story is actually pretty cool. And it kind of led toward, you know, I feel that's kind of led towards the more co-op experience. You know, like Diablo did the ARPG experience. But, um, yeah, enjoying it, playing it. And uh, might give it a little bit of a break next week because I picked up, um, picked up a game from the Epic Games Store which launched over the weekend. The oh. new game, so the new game from the creators of uh, Bastion. Okay. Uh, so from Supergiant, they've got a game called Hades, which kind of goes back to the old isometric stuff from um, uh, Transistor and Bastion, but it is now a roguelike shooter, not unlike um, oh, what's it called, The Binding of Isaac. You are the son of Hades, who's a bit pissed off and doesn't want to be in the underworld anymore. So he's told by his uh, by his dad, yeah, well, you can you can piss off if you want, if you live. So the so the concept is that you'll go through this, you know, through the underworld. You'll die. You'll start back at the beginning again. But it's actually played into the story in the narrative that Super Giants do. Uh, Super Giant does, which is, he'll die and he'll know that he's died. He's back at the beginning, and he's like, right, well, time to die again. So uh, I'll probably be playing that and talking about that next week. Yep, sounds good to me. I might even pick it up myself. Yeah, so that is so. It is in early access on the Epic Games Store. 
How do um, I access the Epic Game Store? I know they relaunch it. I've, I'm aware of it. However, I n not yet tried it because, as I said before, for two weeks I was off the grid. Not, yeah, you've not been around. So, uh, to get to the Epic Games Store, it is pretty much, I believe, it is just EpicGames.com/store, and there is a uh, there'll be a link to download the thing there, and then you register, you sign in, and the games are all there. They're offering, from what it looks like they're going to be doing, is they're going to be offering a new free game every two weeks. You can get Fortnite there if you really want. They're now doing a pre-alpha of a uh, new Unreal Tournament game. Fortnite was which, always free. Yeah, well, no, not exactly. Fortnite, the game, was initially just a... a uh, well, it was uh, like a £40 survival co-op game. Fortnite, uh, Fortnite Battle Royale, which is now classed as Fortnite, was free. Yeah. So, but you can pick that up in there. It's all in the same contained launcher. Okay. But like, I, like I say, the pre-alpha of um, there's a pre-alpha of Unreal Tournament as well. So, uh, yeah, fools are going to get redeemed in the future as well. But um, yeah, speaking of games and epic games and announcements and and stuff coming out on on weird days, let's get into the the focus of the rest of the podcast now then uh, we are going to move on to talking about yeah, the Game I'll, Awards I can clearly say I will be getting hated yeah you've just have you, have you seen the it's just have the same familiar art to what I get used to in the Bastion and Transistor yeah yeah. and I if, said, if the there, stories they... even have as good as the previous two yes I'm in Exactly, yeah. So I think that actually got announced, like just before the Game Awards as well. So, uh, yeah, it was like, right, here's this game we've been working on, and we're like, hey, what? Hi, 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 Supergiant, how are you doing? Um, cool. This is what we were talking about. This is what we've been talking about for weeks about, you know, sort of game developers drip feeding information, and like, oh yeah, you'll be able to enjoy this announcement in two weeks' time. Where we will then announce a teaser trailer. It's like no, just give just give us information. I mean, don't always do the super giant. Don't just turn around and say, "So you thought we've been doing nothing?" Hi, game. Here you go. But um, you know, we just we just we just go for it that way. So speaking of drip feeding but stuff over in the, in the furnace of super giant, it's good to not announce anything until it's ready because you don't have that pressure. You don't have yeah. any expectation expectation to the game itself so whatever mm. you're releasing it's it's good that's the thing no, yeah because no one was expecting anything you know great i mean no, no one is disappointing because no one was expecting anything yeah, yeah there's, there's yeah i guess yeah there's zero hype yeah so no one can yeah get get caught out by it um but uh yeah hype fests the game awards the Jeff Keighley's Game Awards 2018 by Jeff Keighley, hosted by Jeff Keighley. I'm going to keep that going. Um, yeah, that happened on Thursday night in America, Friday morning over here. Um, and yeah, there was a bunch of trailers for big games. Um, like Obsidian brought out their, their new trailer, which I think might be The Outer Worlds. I might be confused. I don't know. Uh, there's a Mortal Kombat 11. There's there's other happy games, but for the game awards, we're going to look at the awards portion of this, and we'll see if we can actually agree with uh, 
with Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards on the following categories. We're going to very, well, we're going to briskly run through these and see yeah. what, what happened. So we'll start from the top, even though we know this is that'll be the big award. Uh, Game of the Year, where the, where the nominees were basically stuff that came out at the end of the year, minus Celeste. So we had Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of Boy, War, um, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2, where the winner was God of War. Right, so, I've played the Odyssey. No, I've not played the Odyssey, I've played the Origin, sorry. Ah, uh, 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 see? See, that's what, you get for, that's, what, that's what you get Ubisoft for bringing out a game once a year. Yeah, they're, they're doing it too often. <laughs> mm. uh, right, so... In my opinion, yep. Um, Monster Hunter World was never a game. Well, it is a game, but it's not my type of game. <laughs> right. Okay. So you say it's too too niche to be game of the year material. Silly. I never heard of it. Uh you see, I've I've saw this very. It's a weird, like eight bit styled um, yeah. platformer game about a girl who needs to climb to the top of a mountain for a reason. Okay. Uh, then there is the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, again, I think the problem is they releasing Assassin's Creed every year. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's barely even any distinction from one Assassin's exactly. Creed game to the next now. Exactly. So. So spend so. the resources, spend the money once in and release the game once in two, three years, and make it really epic. Uh, and then we moving today. Three of the games, which are God of War, Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption. Yep. Spider-Man, I've not yet played it. Uh, however, it's a Spider-Man game. It never had a great, great story to back up the gameplay. That being said, I heard this. I heard this one with with um, Insomniac on the on the um, on the developing cycle. It actually kind of got a goodish story if if not for a lack of puddles no i i i'm not saying it's bad but but sorry it might even have a great story however mm. if we are talking in the terms of game of the year yeah uh, most of the times we have a mature story mm. that's what most player that's what i would be looking forward to so yeah. i would i can easily discredit it spider-man from getting it so that's fine okay. by me and then so we have then God of War and Red Dead Redemption. Yes. I would, if I have to pick up one of the two, it will be God of the War. God mm. of War. I don't. Red Dead Redemption is a good game. It's a great game, but it's. We already had yeah. this discussion two, three weeks yeah. ago. The, there's, there's not enough in there for it to be considered game of the year material. Yeah. To be honest, in, in my, well. In my opinion, you're kind of there as well, particularly in the stuff to do from one place to the other. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go with God of War as well, mainly due to the fact that they, you know, they've managed to get a story down in a game about a, you know, a uh, very angry, you know, angry Spartan yeah. taking down gods, and they've managed to give him, you know, a child. It's uh, you know an, well another child because you know, but yeah I'd I'd, I'd go with I'd go with the agree on that, so uh, yep. okay yeah game awards you pass for the first time, uh, best action game and we've, we've got, got Call of Duty Black Ops Four, 
Dead, Dead Cells, okay. Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far yep. Cry 5, and Mega Man 11. Okay, so they went with so they went with the winner of Dead Cells on this one. Yeah, uh, I don't know much about it. <laughs> um, it's, at some like, point, I was considering getting it. Yeah, um, and maybe right now I will, I will get it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I heard it's pretty nice um, yeah. hack and slash platformer game. However, do we agree on this or not? Yeah, compared to the list, let's let's have a look. I've got bias on Call of Duty games. That oh, also yeah. being said, I've my problem with calling Call of Duty Black Ops Four a the best action game. It's no, it's got multiplayer. It's it's you know it's done that. The blackout mode, which is just falling into the other trap of every game must have a battle royale, I find unnecessary. Um, there's no, from what I heard, there's no campaign or story to it. Huh. I, I mean, I guess that doesn't really matter in terms of best action game. It's like you know. Yeah, we just we in, just we just should focus on on the action. Itself. Yeah. So, does it does it do well as a gameplay? Yes, but then it's doing the same thing it's done every other game. There's nothing switching it up. The same, I'd unfortunately have to say about Destiny. Um, it's me- mechanically of you know the loot systems and stuff like that. Outside of that, that's fine. It's still the ca- the same core as the original Destiny, and as other first-person shooters. To be fair, uh, Far Cry um, again as more of a narrative focus. It might be might be good as an action game. Well, it's better than other Far Cry games. I mean, you, uh, from what I got told from one of my uh, workmates, um, you have a bear as a companion. Just a, a brown grizzly bear. Which I think he called Biscuit. Hello, uh, Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then Mega Man 11. Well, it's it's a platform it's game. All, yeah. So, I guess in terms of... I guess even without actually playing it properly, I know... Like I say, I know a little about Dead Cells. You've you've seen a bit of it. Okay, fine. Game Awards. Uh, would you agree? Um, because I've never played Dead Cells. Uh, I I will give them a pass on it. However, <laughs> however, however, uh, I would pick up Destiny Two. Mm. Okay. As, as as in terms of action game, I'm seeing tomorrow to. Uh, in the in terms of how much fun I have doing stuff. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And I really love flying around the map in Destiny. Yeah. Eh, okay. That's that's fine. I guess on that, um, you know, giant bear might you know entertain me. <laughs> Far Cry Five. We'll go there. Um, best action adventure game. If you want to list those off. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh. So. Best adventure, uh, best action adventure game. We have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, <laughs> Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Ah, oh, these these games look familiar. Um, apart from Shadow of the Tomb Raider on that list, which hmm, action adventure game. So it's a, more than just wheelie deely shooty. But it's also got to have a bit of like high adventure in it, nice set pieces, you know, big 
booming orchestral a, a sound. Game without pace. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so it's, it's a you know it has those big moments in it, along with the action that you would expect in an action game. Um, so on that on that note, can we start from the bottom one? Shadow yep. of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. It's another Tomb Raider which they made in what 2010, 11, yep. something like that. Nine, maybe. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the date, but uh, yeah, since they start remaking the Tomb Raider, it's same. Raider, literally, there is nothing new. Yeah, yeah. I've, play, Croft, I've played nothing. it. <laughs> I've played it. Uh, okay, it's complete between the new trilogy. Let's call it mm. first and second one. I was I when I was playing the second one, I was like, seriously, you just copy and paste the asset, <laughs> the map. Ooh. So that was my thought on the second one. And on the third one, okay, at least you redone the assets. <laughs> so uh, I'm not this. I'm not trying to say it's a bad game or anything like that. No, no, God forbid me. It's a great game. It is. It's just too much of a repetition in the, from the previous two. Yeah, that's my issue. Yeah, that's the thing. Again, you know, I think we're probably on the same. Because we are again, here. we are landing again in a jungle. Ah, we've oh, been there. Gonna... We've been yeah. there twice already. Stop it! <laughs> uh, yeah, is no, it I, I really is it really hard to give us? I don't know a desert. Yeah. We can't yeah. be. We can't be in the desert. We can wander around in the desert. I mean. I mean, I mean, at least, at least with the new ones, they did some. They actually had tombs. Oh yes, in this one, they <laughs> we have actual tombs. Oh yes, that's a yeah. big. But anyway, uh, best action adventure game. Yeah. So that's no from uh, from uh, Shadow of Tomb Raider from me definitely. And then we got Redemption, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, again, which I mean, it would fall in the same. I mean, for me, it would fall in the same trap as. A Shadow of the Tomb Raider, or even, you know, in terms of games, I can't call something action adventure. I mean, yeah, you do need breaks between action, you know, between yeah. the beats. If you're not in like an arcade game or a shoot 'em up or something like that, you know, something that's constant. But from what I hear with, with, with Red Dead, it's slow. The pace, there's no pace. I agree. And same with Odyssey. After a certain yeah. time, it's the same with Odyssey. Yeah. So then we're back down to we're back down to to God of War and Spider-Man, which you know if we really I mean we want to try and find the best in games, but apparently there is poor pace in Spider-Man as well. Um, when you do, no, uh, oh, what's the what's the girlfriend character called in Spider-Man again? I feel so unhappy that I don't remember it. Is it Mary Jane Watson? Yeah. Mary Jane, yeah, her she has like sections in it where she's just doing inve- investigative journalism, yeah, and that's not action. I mean, it's probably adventure. Yeah, it's adventure, but it's not an action. Yeah, so um, would we say by default God of War because it keeps stuff going again? Yeah, strict and e- and <laughs> it was strict, strict as in straight, as in it have a pace and. Giving you the story and the action at the same time, so yeah, yeah, fair enough. There is a best balance for giving the story and the gameplay in the same time. Yeah, there we go. Which is, which, which is what's needed. 
So that's how that works. Right, ah, next one. Best role-playing game. Dragon Quest, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni 2. Nino Kuni 2. Yeah, you got it. It's fine. <laughs> Octopath Traveler, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. Ah, right, okay. So. Mm. I have well, mm, seriously. Um, you know what? They're all good games. Um, I couldn't say because I've not played any single one of the five. I played the first Pillars of Eternity. That was a good um, CRPG game. It was it was good. Octopath Traveler I heard is mm, like very nice in the form that it is eight separate stories aligning together to make one little Long game. Giant, yeah. Nino Kuni, well anything that's Studio Ghibli and Level Five collaborations, they can keep going as much as they want. Monster Hunter World again. I, I don't know. How, I guess it is a role playing game in a sense, and in then. And then Dragon's Quest, well, that's Dragon's Quest. Anything involving blue slimes is, is good in my book. But um, I guess we can leave the Game Awards to that one because uh, they, they're all good role-playing games. I couldn't... I would go for Pillars of Eternity, to be honest. Okay. Because it's a classic RPG game. Yeah. Mainly okay. because, of, because it has the RPG things. Um, yeah. You know, the mechanics. Which you, yeah, which yeah, which we should, um, you know, considering this because it's, we're talking about the role-playing game on its own. Yeah. So I would say Pillars of Eternity will best fit that one as it's literally is a pure RPG style Dungeons and Dragons game. Fair dues, fair dues. Right, uh, best game direction, which is uh, an interesting one. Um. So more just of like how the how the game is produced as opposed to how the game I feels. would say so, yes. So uh so we've got the list of A Way Out, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Boy. Um Marvel Spider Man. It's by the way, the God of War Boy thing is just just hearing Kratos constantly say it's just ingrained in your head. You just have to call it or even Boy of War. So, um, you know. Um, Marvel Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, anything Def- made defi- by... Definitely not Marvel Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption. No. Uh, they're just not there. Um, they're just not there. A way Out, a really great concept. Yes. This this idea of a, co-op. a cooperative game that is played I must, potentially in like I must separate find locations. I a friend like who would like to play it with me. Mm. Especially now where it's like 15 quid. Yeah. And it's enough if one of us will own the game, we can play it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So, if, I mean, that was, yeah, that was a. I want to try this game at some point. Yeah, that sort of concept, direction. Um, mm. Not too sure on it and how that. Because we not completed on. it, we not not sure where the game is going. We're not sure what what is in the game, so we will pass on it. Yeah. Detroit become <laughs> become human. I've heard, in terms of Quantic Dream games, it's not entirely an absolute shambles. Which I guess, in terms of Quantic games, you know that's that's good. Um, I'm looking forward to play it for the second time. Right. So I mean, compared to 
because I think we've, we might have like, briefly mentioned this on other podcasts. So compared to the other Quantic Dream games, so Heavy Rain, mm-hmm. Beyond, and Fahrenheit slash Indigo Prophecy, wherever you're based in the world, where does it rank to you? Thinking. Uh, thinking. <laughs> it's a good game. It's it's really nice. I like what they don't. However, because you know you're dealing with robots. Yeah. Uh, it have a less feel to it. Well, feel less feelings. It's less less emotional attachment, would you say? Stuff like yes, that. less. You are getting less emotional attached to the characters than in two previous ones in uh, Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rain. Okay. Yeah, I was I was literally sad playing Beyond Two Souls at some mm. point. Yeah. It just it's just the classic David Cage just throw shit anywhere and see what sticks problem. Yeah. And the best well, and that's the thing, the best emotions which I had from Detroit is f- when you are in the main menu, you've got like uh, a face of uh, of a robot which is your right. personal assistant. Okay. Right? And She's giving you a comment on based on what you've already done in the game, what is about to happen in the game, and uh, literally like a philosophical questions about life, meanings, etc. And when you finish the game, spoiler alert, cover your okay, ears for another thirty seconds. Okay, I'll close my ears. Oh shit! <laughs> no, it's fine. Keep going. It's good. It's good. So when you finish the game. She's asking if if you let her go, and you can agree or disagree. And if you agree to it, she's disappearing from your screen for the forever. Huh? That's an interesting way of messing with the mechanics of a main menu. And my head. Yeah. Because I was literally. Um, uh, it's like I I thought this was <laughs> just some sort of character. Wait, wait, what do you mean? She's just she's just upped and fucked off. Literally, not right now when I'm turning on Detroit, I have a blank screen with just new game, continue the game, exit settings. So, regardless of, you know, sort of, like, where you are, she's just gone. Yes. <laughs> well, I chose that option based on my, ch- on my, um, on my story. What I've played, what I've chosen in the game. So oh. it was just, it just felt right, I will have to let her go. Ah, <laughs> oh, well. Okay, so this is some game direction there. Now, they went with... Uh, game Awards went with God of War, again. Yeah, I think... Why? It's because it's a best game all round. Yeah. It have everything... they done everything excellent in this game. There we are. All, yeah, all-rounders. Yeah. So this is a bit like Oscars stuff, isn't it? Because you can have a best picture, and then you know it's actually a good film if it turns out they've got you know, best director, best actors, best stuff like that, screenplay. If it wins all them, then generally it means the film might be actually good. If it's, you know, if it's a, if let's say, you know, with the Oscars, it was, it, you know, it was a film that only won best picture, and yet didn't win anything else, you kind of wonder, well, what made it so good if then no one else was good in it yeah so there so, you go Ubisoft yeah stop doing Assassin's Creed every single year do it once in five years yeah. and maybe then you will make a masterpiece yeah add a story yeah 
you know, I'm not asking you to bring back Desmond Miles, but, you know, have a story. Well, I might Speaking ask you to bring back the Prince of Persia, but that's a different story. Ah, well, yeah, that's a different game series altogether, but, you know. <laughs> right, best narrative. We have Detroit, Become Human, God of War, again. Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption. Mm. As much okay. as I am a big fan of Life is Strange, and I love the two previous ones, because Life is Strange 2 is, like, free, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because there was the first one, there was the second one, which was a prequel, and this is, like, kind of next one. Uh, I love the first two of them. This one, I've not played it yet, and we cannot decide the narrative based on the one episode. Mm. Okay. So, I mean... So, then, we go back to, you know, to, to Detroit... You know, it's 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 good, but there's not much emotional attachment. That's more really because of the game. Then you know, with the fact that you're playing robots. Yeah. Well, it's you're not fighting the robots because you are one of them. Well, you are all no, of them. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. So this sort of like, idea between free will and nothing. But um, like if we would just take out, let's say, Kara's story, mm. it might win. But if we are looking on the whole, whole thing, which we would be, so that's that's an out. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man again. Again, I've heard you know all the, the 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 stuff that I've heard about it seems to be the the mechanics of the game, not the story. So no, can you really say Red Dead has the best narrative when there's not much of it because of? Um. I would say so, because what it makes a great narrative is mm. all those small pieces which you can find. So all those random encounters where okay. you're going around. So, yeah, just random buildings you just, which you're planning to uh, rob, let's say. And you're mm. finding out there is an old man who is barely, 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 you know, making a living right now. And all what he have is, let's say, $10 in his drawer. And then you have to decide to rob him out of his life savings or or just let him be. Yeah. So, yeah, th- there is quite a lot of the, like the, this small dilemma around mm. the game. So I would say this is a nice, great addition to to the whole whole game. Bad news. Cool. So in that case, fine. Well, I'll, I'll agree with that one. Um... Now we're at fifty minutes. It's still not Witcher Free. <laughs> uh no, I know what you mean. Right. We will try right now that we got sort of that, this is where you go to the technical designs. And then I'm just trying to see if we can just go through some of these. Maybe just we'll just go with winners, see if we could agree or not compared to these, because like best ongoing game. What makes that different from best multiplayer online game? Uh, they've they've said Fortnite, which eh. hype. Yeah, I would say it's because of the hype, and it's because people making money just playing it. That's the only reason. Other than that, I would go for either Overwatch or Tom Clancy. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll probably do that now. We can sort of compare it to to some of the stuff. Um. You were right if we skip some of the like the technical stuff like art, music. Yeah, uh, or we can kind of try to cut it now and leave it the rest for the next week. Uh, we could. 
I mean, yeah, there's 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 one. There's just one award. Which you want to that talk about. I want to very quickly talk about. Um, which is the best esports player award, mainly because of the situation. Uh, I know uh... that I have never heard until the Game Awards, I'd never heard of any of the people that were in this list. So there's uh, Dominique McLean, known by Sonic Fox, uh, Hajime Tokaido Taniguchi, Jan Uzi Zihau, uh, Alexander Simple Kosti- uh, what's that? Kostliev, and yeah. uh, Song Hyong Jejeonak Bang. But this was all irrelevant because it was all about Sonic Fox, who won it. And the guy is apparently a big person in the fighting game scene um, and gave probably what could be considered the most heartfelt and honest award speech known. It basically comes down to the fact that he's like, yeah, I just love fighting games. I just like games and playing. By the way, I'm also I'm also uh, black and super gay and a furry. Deal with it. Which made me laugh. Someone who's so who could be so nervous yet so um, enthusiastic at the same time. Yeah. And then you know, basically saying, you know what, all you people who hate me, get a grip. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that one. But we can always have a look at other stuff maybe next week. Maybe keep that going a part two. But um, so that was the 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 big side, the the big games. Part, or at least part of the big games portion. Yeah, because um, the rest are still good games, good good uh, rewards. However, they are not as much important, I would say, as the one which we already covered. Yeah, so uh, yeah, there's the, yeah, there's always good yeah good stuff. But we can always look at some other stuff in the future. Um, like I say, a lot of this is a big esports scene, which um, you know, I'm only slowly but surely getting back into. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so the other the other side of that was what happened on Saturday night or Sunday morning, um, which was the the kind of funny showcase. Now, if anyone who doesn't know who kind of funny are, um, check back a few podcasts ago. I'm sure me and Steph were talking about them, uh, talking about how we nearly broke a rib each laughing at them when they were at RTX London in October. Um, but uh, yeah, they're basically kind of funny. Our group of X. IGN um, columnists, editors, you know the the big stuff. One of the biggest being Greg Miller, uh, and yeah, they've made this you know this whole idea that just you know talk about their enthusiasm for games, big or small, mainly small, unless it's Spider Man. Then it's uh, it's all it's about shirtless Spider Man. But um, yeah, so they did the kind of funny showcase where they had trailers for 69 games over an hour. Very compact, lot of stuff going on. And we're just going to try and race through these because there's quite a few that I'm interested in. Uh, Darius has had a look at the list. There's a couple he's interested in. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll just lightning round this for the next few minutes. So, uh, starting from the top. Super Meat Boy Forever, the sequel to Super Meat Boy. I never completed the first one, because it's ridiculously tough. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cartoonish, it's violent. You know what? Why not? It's 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 better when you're looking at someone else playing it. Yeah, maybe you get more entertainment out of other people's frustration. 
So, uh, yeah, so so that's there. Uh, the weird RPG that was announced years ago, but is now only out now, Y2K, uh, stylized as Y Roman numerals for 2K, um, weird RPG that did have... I did have a little bit of a... A lot of these are quirky, and for, for me the quirk with this one was your characters are fighting with just normal stuff. So it's like defeating enemies, just using a camera. But, you know, it's it's odd. Um, at Sundown, looks like a weird top-down, invisibly violent multiplayer game. Um, after Charge, which is a nice gimmick on this one, um... That it's a uh, it's weird. It's like it's not like asynchronous multiplayer, but it is. Yeah, so I like it's a it. three on yeah three on I'll three like game. The of it. Yeah, uh, so three on three game. Three of you are robots who are invisible but fragile. So you have to try and sneak and destroy power generators, defended by guards who are invincible but can just be knocked around everywhere. So they're just like you know bouncing balls. Um, so that one. Seemed a bit cool for me. So um, you're literally shooting without seeing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's just weird. It's just just. I mean, the trailer shows it clearly of a guy looking like he thinks he's you know really great. Yeah, I'm defending this thing, and then he just flies across the screen because he's not noticed the robot coming. So um, you know that's that's great. Kind of gives me a little bit of feelings like screen cheat of that sort of idea of you know just invisible people. Um, the remake of the 1991 classic, Toe Jam and Earl, uh, from the old uh, Mega Drive era. Uh, Quarantine Circular, the next text-based adventure from Mike Biffle, who did Thomas Was Alone, and my favourite stealthy game that's not Metal Gear Solid Volume. Right. Um, and this one's the sequel from... I think it's the sequel, maybe? Or it's just something related to uh, the previous his previous game... Um, Subservice circular, sort of you in a fixed position, having to like sort of question people about stuff going about the day until you like solve the puzzles. Um, Might Adam's be interesting. As- Might be interesting. Yeah, uh, Adam's Ascending, a game that's on Kickstarter. It had a live action trailer. It's a one man developer, one man filmmaker, from what it looks like as well. Uh, third-person survival game involving an astronaut on a desolate planet. Kind of like No Man's Sky-ish from what it looked like, but a lot more bones. Um, Moving Out, the next game from the makers of uh, Death Squared. So, highly frustrating... Yeah, highly frustrating puzzle co-op action that will guarantee laughs everywhere. Yeah, I like the concept which you can play it again with, with a friend and mess around literally yeah that that's uh, and and the art style for it i would give it a plus yeah very very cartoony all the characters are not is is very charming considering the sort of the weird stuff that can happen in it um you basically you're um, you're, you're a, a movie company you're um, a toaster. You know. you know, well, well, you're not yeah. a toaster, but well, you've got a toaster head. You could yeah. be a girl. You, you're dragging a giraffe carcass. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it just very so odd. hilarious. Yeah, it's it's had that. Um, I don't know if they made Overcooked as well, but it's mm. got that same sort of charm to it. So, yeah, that looks that looks pretty cool. Um, Operencia, the Stolen Sun, uh, looks like a weird narrative-based first-person RPG. Uh, 
Golf Blitz Beta. Yeah, who wants to try and play golf while playing fighting, from what it looks like? Uh, Motorball. Top-down Rocket League is what that's come up. Um, Funcom are still dealing with the fact that the only game that they seem to have in their uh, in their licenses is Conan. So they're doing a strategy game with Petroglyph called Conan Unconquered. Um, a quirky RPG called Lapis X Labyrinth where you're a party of four adventurers who are literally stacked on top of each other like a totem pole. Which is weird. Uh, the Danganronpa trilogy is there. There was some DLC that came out. A, a weird bridge constructory game that's come out called or that's coming out called When Ski Lifts Go Wrong. Which uh, looks weird enough. Oh, right. So you're going to build uh, ski lifts. Yeah, so you build ski lifts and ramps to help with like, people, jet- and when when it's overweight, well, so you've got too much weight on it, it will collapse. Yeah, yeah stuff will Killing collapse. Everyone. They'll land on they'll land on the head. Little blood splats will happen, but they'll be happy and cheery, and everything's light-hearted in its violence. <laughs> um, this one got me. I like shoot 'em up games. R type, Ikaruga. Um, oh, that one. Um, Oh, Cinemora, stuff like that. There's a game called Rival Megagun, which is a fighting shoot-em-up game. So two players playing against each other, they're playing their own shoot-em-up game. Kill certain amount of enemies, do certain things. You will then send ships onto the other side of the screen to make their shoot-em-up game harder. And you keep going till someone dies. They then KO, and it's a best two out of three, like a fighting game. So Good concept, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Um, Limited Run announced Wind Jammers and Celeste are getting physical editions. There were some humble games uh, like Slay the Spire, like we talked about a couple of weeks back. Though there was a humble game that's coming out called The Occupation, which seems interesting. It's a time limited detective game. So you're in sort of like 1930s, 1940s, something like that. Sort of wartime period, and you're trying to solve something under the pressure of time. So there's, you know, there's a lot of people to speak to, a lot of stuff to do, but when you run out of time, if you haven't solved the mystery, that's that. Okay. So um, that works out. Um, there was a game called Long Gone Days, which is a weird story-based RPG involving a sniper during some other war. Uh, is it something to do with Days Long Gone? Um, no, no, <laughs> it's not. To, no, no, it's not to do with Seven: The Days Long Gone. Um, weird, you know, close to names on that. Uh, Away, Journey to the Unexpected, which is a, a game about a really poor hero. He's just a, he's a child who wants to be a hero, but sucks it so badly that he can't do it. But he is charismatic enough to hire people to do it for him. So it's a weird sort of like first-person RPG from there. Um, another game called Vane. Kind of looks like it's doing the journey walking simulator way. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm some... looking forward to this one. Yeah, so that that one looked pretty cool. Um, Bury me, my love. It's a weird. Um, it's one of these sort of, sort of like groundbreaker games, you know, sort of social commentary games really, um, involving two Syrian refugees sharing photos and speaking to each other on text messages. That's the concept of the game. Um, with the with the title of the game, I get the feeling it's going to win poorly. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, uh, a survival game called the Wild Wild Eight. Just sounds like you know you have survival games. Um, there's a couple of creator games that come out. This one I don't like Battle Royale as a concept. It it's too saturated. Yeah. This one might change my mind. It's a game called Not My Car. And so it's a battle royale game where you are motorised vehicles instead of the old classic, you know, trudging around with no with no stuff. You know, the the, the whole battle royale template. But it's a, say, Rocket League and battle royale together. Might be a bit more interesting. So you're basically running, well, driving a car around. Yeah, as opposed to... And uh, shooting stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was a walkthrough trailer for Anthem, puzzle games that were there, there was a couple of unique quirky ones there, um, action-adventure games, again, more quirky stuff, like, what was it, uh, Double Cross, which they're apparently uh, marketing as Ace Attorney and Mega Man, as a, as a concept, which is a bit never... weird. never... Uh, I, well, it's on the Humble Monthly, there was the Mega Man, uh, the Mega Man collection, so I may, I may play them. Uh, what else was there? Boyfriend dungeon. If you want a weird one, there you are. <laughs> you went to a dungeon where as you kill monsters, they turn into boyfriends, girlfriends, non non gender binary. However, I have to say it's kind friends. of have a good feel like um, what was the game we were talking about? Uh, Bastion. Yeah. I don't know why, but it does remind me of Bastion. Yeah, in a sense, and you know what? That's that's the quirky enough. It's nice and charming. That's that's how that works. That goes. Uh, there were some weird games, uh, like Knife Boy, where you're a man with a knife for a head, trying to solve who your killer was. Probably involved a knife, uh, you know. Uh, Mini Mex Mayhem was one that was on there that sound, sounded a bit interesting. This weird co-oppetitive game involving. Um, setting out strategies for little robots and then watching it all go wrong. It kind of had a robo-rally feel to it. Sort of like putting in instructions and then watching it all go mad. Um, Ape Out. A game about an a game about an ape who is escaping from its prison on the top of a building grabbing and killing security guards. You can't make it up. Uh, Fight Night. I saw an early access of this years ago. Right. Um, I don't know if it ended up being good or bad. But yeah, it's a it's a first person boxing-ish looking game. It's a dungeon crawler where you play as the titular Fight Knight who solves every problem by punching it. So, um, yeah. Um, Tunch, I think was what it was called. A... Uh, Another sort of like wave defense sort of fighting combo y game involving a shaman and some weird tribal people. So that was there. Uh, it lurks below. It looks like a mixture of Darkest Dungeon and Terraria. And there's not much more I could say about that. Uh, Project Hardcore, working title. Um, apparently, someone managed to get the license for an old Psygnosis game from 1994 that was supposed to come out on the Mega Drive but didn't. Um, they've marketed it as a Euro-style 2D shoot 'em up It looks alright. It's no Super Turrican, but it looks alright. Uh, <laughs> Supermarket Shriek. A game involving... That doesn't good. <laughs> a weird, quirky, racing-y 
action game involving a, a shopping trolley which contains a screaming man and a screaming goat. S- screaming with each person changes the direction and velocity of the shopping trolley. Is it like a cob game? I don't know if it is. That is awesome. Two people just controlling one car through the power of their ah or maybe it's microphone will be quiet. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you I would never it? be able to play it. I would never be able to play it. Mine, my, mine, my flatmate would punch me. He he would. It'd be it'd be awful. Um, mm. The Church in the Darkness, a looking like a very stealthy story-based game about a you know a community town that might not be as it seems and might actually be a religious cult instead. Um, a Fold Apart, a little lovey-dovey story game that uses the like the tear-away sort of mechanic of folding levels together to sort out platform problems. Um, Falcon Age this one actually looked pretty awesome even if I wouldn't be able to fully experience it in VR a game where you are hunting and taking on like a, some, some sort of evil robotic menace just you and your falcon friend who fist bumps the, the falcon has its own little character but you hunt with it you fight it guts people you're great friends it's all it's all lovely so, uh, yeah, there was that one. Um, Jenny LeClue. Uh, some weird detective game. Desert Child. A racing game, possibly, with some nice music. Yeah, it looks uh, more than that. Yeah, it's got other sort of stuff, because it looked like it was part shooter as well. Yeah, it was I like think weird. it's like, more like a story-driven game, I would say. Hmm. Yeah, it looks alright, yeah, because... But, it mean, it looks alright. I mean, I'm just going through these very briefly. I'm probably not doing them any justice, but... Yeah. Speaking of Battle Royale games, Housemark, the guys who made Alien Nation and... Other, oh, sorry, not Alien Nation. Alienation. There we go. And, um... I prefer the previous one. What was it called? Uh, Dead Nation. Yeah, da- what was it? Damn Nation. Dead Nation and Alien Nation. Oh. They, they made both of them. Ah, right, okay. So yeah, I prefer so, the yeah. Dead Nation. They they have also succumbed to the battle royale bug. Right, what are they making? They, uh, the game's called Storm Divers. Oh. And it, and it's uh yeah that's another, it's uh, a third person battle royale game. With like looks like high tech weaponry is they their should, uh, shtick. They should stick to the thing they top down. Yeah, the isometric top-down shooters like Alienation. And Battle Royale on that matter would be great as well. Yeah. So... Uh, Yeah, again, it's just I feel that Battle Royale's diluted. It's just just the problem. And then, my game, my favourite game of the the 69 that they announced, um, from the makers of Yakuza Judgment, a game set in the city of the Yakuza games, but this time you play as the detect or a detective instead of an instead of a yakuza. It looks like it's going to have the same sort of features, but it's going to have like extra stuff. Like you can be a detective while kicking the shit out of 
10 dudes at the same time. And given that that was announced and they said, yes, not only is it coming out, it's coming out, yeah, at some point next year, but it's coming out in the West not long after the Jap- uh, the Japanese release, which is a bit different from the other Yakuza games, and it's also going to be voiced in English. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like the Yakuza games, but having to read all the cutscenes all the time can get me, but I guess it does add to the to the, to the the game. But anyway, and then finally, the... Uh, the rebooted Skybound version of Telltale's The Walking Dead The Telltale series, the final season by Skybound instead of Telltale. They're going to do the rest of the episodes. So, uh, yeah. Was there any that you were in there that I didn't mention? Well, there's a few, but there is nothing of interest to me, to be honest. I don't know, you said Vane, didn't you? Yeah, I said Vane. It's a quarantine circuit. Oh yeah, oh you be. mean like overall for, yes, the three of which I was looking yeah. forward to is that uh after charge. Yep. Uh moving out, because it just sounds hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and vain. And vain, yeah. So for me there judgment, um uh, Lapis X Labyrinth. Is the one that the judgment at looks like another battle royale, which might be empty in the content. If you know what I mean. I think that might be Storm Divers. Judge Judgment is going to be from the same guys who made Yakuza, so it's going to be a brawler, an action adventure brawler. Oh, sorry, I mean Storm Drivers. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, I was just making sure. Just, just making sure no, you were there. Sorry, so. no, my mistake. Too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> Leave yeah. me alone. Well, that's what I said. That's what I'm saying. There was yeah, too many battle royale games, probably too many yakuza games to be honest. But yeah, violence is good. But yeah, that there in one you know in just over an hour they showcased you know 69 games from massive developers like Sega to one-man developers like the guy doing Adam's Ascending and Mike Biffle and you know everything in between. And that that's what I liked about it. So yeah, the Game Awards shows what success can be on a grand stage. The Kind of Funny Showcase, for me, showed enthusiasm in gaming all around. It's just like, you don't need to play the biggest game, the smallest game, you know, you you can play anything you want, just as long as you are happy with gaming. Oh yeah, definitely. This is there for you. So, yeah. you know. On that note, I think we should say that you should not always pick you know, up the games which getting the most awards. You should yeah. you should consider picking up the game which make you laugh basically. Mm. Make you relax, make you Yeah. The game which make you entertained for even for a split for a split moment or for days. Yeah. That's so yeah, even if you if you don't agree with us, that's fair trade because we might hate one game, but someone might love it. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. We've all we've all got our biases. There's no way you can be unbiased. Like I say, I, you know, someone might love Call of Duty for, for them. For me, it's not my game. And um, you know, there's the thing. People like quirky titles. People like structure. People just like graphics. For God's sake, you know, it's just, it's a thing. Realism. Yeah. In, a, in a sense, just as long as you're actually enjoying the games, I I feel it was important that we kind of needed to do something like this this week. I mean, we've had four, you know, we've like, well, we had four podcasts recently. Where we were just talking shit about games, you know, 
I mean, the the two weeks that you weren't here, Darius, we were just shitting on Fallout seventy six <laughs> for good reason, maybe. But you know, it's just a thing that games can't. They shouldn't just all be about bad news, or they shouldn't also just be about hype pieces and corporate advertisement. It's just supposed to be, you know, enjoyment. That's why I play them. It's something nice to do. There's the escapism from, you know, from good days at work, bad days at work, just days at work. You know. Yeah. It's 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 something that people can do and that's that's what we want to kind of keep showing to to you viewers. Where wherever you may be. So, uh yeah. That's that's that that was the uh, you know, an experimental podcast this week, uh, a two-man podcast, a big feature-based one. But uh, yeah, see see how we go. If you liked it, you know, like, share, and subscribe with the bell thingy on YouTube, or subscribe to the iTunes podcasts or the RSS feed. Get them through your ear holes in any way, shape, or form. Um, or if you want your project pro- product to be featured in our podcast, give us a call. Um. A call, maybe maybe a tweet. maybe an email. <laughs> yeah, maybe a tweet or or an email. I'm going to update, um, sort of the contact us, sort of links and stuff like that. But um, personally, you can find me at not him again, Darius. I don't know if you've got a Twitter or anything that you'd use, but we've, you know, if you want, if uh, you don't, don't worry about I it. Have it somewhere. Ah. <laughs> uh, so Darius has got stuff like, but you know, some of us have different ways of contacting. The better way to probably contact would be the immaterial gamers well, Twitter. Well, that, that's the thing. We have we have something. We have the concept for it. Uh, we still kind of like trying to put pieces together, isn't it, Ryan? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, everything's. So give an us another another two months, and I'm pretty sure we will be there all full blast. Yeah, uh, it's nice to have optimism. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we've we've. The links are all on the YouTube videos as well, and on the YouTube channel. Um, and actually, I think I do have them on the website as well. But yeah, we've got the Facebook page, facebook.com slash immaterialgamers. We've got the twi- uh, the Twitter account, which is twitter.com, or at immaterialgamer. I can't make the joke about us not being able to get the S, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll keep it going. And <laughs> um, for that point, uh, cheers, Darius. For this and right, thank uh, you everyone and, and uh, yeah talk to we will see next week yeah yeah have a good week everyone and please for god's sake please don't kill each other <laughs>